Buenos Nachos, amigos, and welcome back to Hallyujuku. Hallyujuku's back and better than ever? Uh, probably as good as ever, maybe. As good as ever. Uh, we're here, back in the seat, uh, after a little bit of an unplanned hiatus due to computer problems and life stuff. Uh, but we're back. Back in the K-pop groove. Uh, I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, this is my tag team partner, my partner in crime, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I am doing well. I am uh, thinking about the Burger King's Kids Club. Would like to join. Where do I sign up? <laughs> uh, I think there's like a form. You can. Uh, there's probably a website still. There's probably a website probably that's a- still... By Probably an 800 thing. number I could call. <laughs> 1-800-KIDS-CLUB. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get a free I don't whopper. know why. I, I think it's the, the uh, you know, for, for maybe people who don't listen to a lot of my other podcasts, I think it's just, like, the troll in me that sometimes I just, like, I latch on to, like, really old fucking memes, and then I'm just like, oh, man, I want to bring this back. So, like... If you follow me on Twitter, it's going to be a lot of Burger King's Kids Club <laughs> and talking about wheels and fucking kid vid. Like, yes. so. <laughs> kid vid. I'm, I'm in a mood. Yes. <laughs> if you're easily triggered, <laughs> find a bunker. Uh, fucking, I don't know why, but Burger King's Kids Club is on the docket. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had, they had the, the original VR helmet. He was, he was, he, he <laughs> people thought like he was there. Like he had the whole, you know, he lived in that VR helmet. Like, he, he yeah. wasn't in our reality. He had his own reality. He had the oh, VR, yeah. AR setup, always. Yeah. Uh, and like lots and lots and lots of drugs. Yes. Because <laughs> it, was, it was the early... 90s. Early 90s? 90s? Yeah, 90s. Early 90s, late 80s. It was like, it was that whole aesthetic. Uh, but besides that, speaking of... Uh, besides that, because we've actually we're actually looking at K-pop in the past couple of years, we've gotten a lot of that aesthetic back. Uh, but speaking of K-pop, we're going to talk about some stuff. We talk about East Asian pop culture on this podcast. Discuss it. Discuss what's new. Discuss what's going on. Uh, of course, we start off with what's new, what's caught our attention since we last gathered. It's been a lot of stuff. Quite a few songs. Quite a few releases. Quite a, quite a, several big releases. Um, let's start with one. A uh, big one that we should cover. Uh, Blackpink in your area. Uh, back with Black- As If It's Your Last. Is that going to be the thing that's going to be in every song for a while? Probably. Because I'm already over it. <laughs> I love them. I love Blackpink. I, I, I really do. And I only have... Like, I legitimately only have two issues at this point. One, stop changing Lisa's hair color for every fucking video. Okay? It's not healthy to her hair. No. Uh... And two, stop saying Blackpink is in your area in every video. <laughs> it's not healthy for me. <laughs> uh, I would add a third thing. Stop digging up old throwaway songs for your other group and, and slapping it onto your new group. As if that's okay. Uh, I don't know. I like this song. All right. It's, 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 there's no way around it. It is very much a 21 song from from 20 from 2011, 2012. Uh and yeah, it's it's not bad. It's very good. 21 songs were <laughs> great. Teddy Park did a great job with those songs. Uh but you can very much hear exactly which part went to which 21 member. Uh how it would have broke down with them as singers. They almost make them perform exactly the same way that 21 would have performed this song. I don't know. It's just, it's like, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really consider YG's like, I don't, I don't really consider them when it comes to the, the groups and stuff like that to be that diverse. Right. Because even to a certain extent, icon and and even though they don't do things and and they do sometimes right like i'm gonna say they do sometimes but they don't generally do things that are very much like big bang things but they do things that are very similar to each other and in icon and winner right like 
they have a lot of similar aesthetics sometimes, except like Icon gets the shittier version of the song generally. Um, Icon gets the more immature version of the songs because they're meant to uh, they're meant to target the younger, the like the teenagers and winners meant to target the college age kids. But yeah, yeah. But there's every so often where you kind of listen to more specifically a winner song because of the thing that you said um where you go sounds like a throwaway ass fucking big bang song <laughs> like like you know and i just think it's they just don't have a lot of diversity in how they do things they, they but just don't it, have a lot of fresh ideas <laughs> yeah. yeah but it works out for them right it works out for them really well and i don't think i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing right they're very well musically yg is great you know there are other things that they have issues with but i'm not going to go into that because we've went into those things hundreds and hundreds of times and i'm just not going to do it again but musically i don't have a problem with the yg sound right it's at this point kind of formulaic but it's done really well you know and i this is the sound that i've always liked even even when we you know to anyone was still a thing we complained more when they didn't do this right yeah. it was when they did things that weren't teddy park songs that we were like yeah you kind of missed the mark here right like stick with what works and i, uh, I think that's what they've kind of learned to do is stick with what works yeah. at some point i'm pretty sure they're gonna end up having a fucking will i am produ- i swear to god don't if you fucking <laughs> reach out to will i am again i'm triggered but yeah, yeah no the song itself i don't have a problem with I, i'm really starting to enjoy blackpink more and more and more and more as I listen to them, uh, they're not Got Seven, but you know, I lo- I still like them. I I want them to start getting to establish their own identity. I think we're still four or five months out from that. Yeah. Um, like we'll you, see. you like think, we've uh, dealt Japan, with maybe. being fans of the Korean music industry for a while, right? You you know how the formula goes. Like yeah. it's gonna be at least a cu- another couple months before we start getting kind of individuality, you know, hopefully, in in their music. Hopefully after Japan, because apparently that's like the next big, next thing for them is they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna invade Japan with tw- with Blackpink. Uh, we'll yeah. see how it works because Blackpink I'm, will be in that area. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It, right. It's overall it's a good song, but I. I have my 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 trepidation. I will say, I wonder, uh, and I made the joke on Discord. Uh, I wonder if, uh, well, I made a similar joke, but I wonder if uh, the uh, if the the five year old uh, <laughs> uh, Pro Tools session that Teddy Park opened had been edited in the, in since then, uh, or is it, did he just like open it that way and just start from there, <laughs> from five years ago? But yeah, right, I'm gonna move into to some songs for myself. Yeah, what's uh, what's, 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 what's what you got? Attention. So our boy Henry, uh, on a on a solo, um, released a song called "I'm Good." And at first, when I saw the teaser for this, I thought it was gonna be a lot more ridiculous. But it's just it's so feel good and fucking fun that I have no problem. Like it, it it's so just like party, like and just like. The track you like, you're like, yo, I got paid. I don't have to pay bills. I can blow this whole fucking check. Let's go. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's well made. It's really uh, well well produced. Uh, it's nice to see him kind of break into his own identity and sound. Uh, well, I mean, not his own sound, but uh, <laughs> but you know, a sound that he likes. Uh, one could very well call this uh style J Park Light. Or uh or uh Great Value J Park. Uh <laughs> yeah. but he does it fine. You know, he has the pro- the, the the producers to, to help him out and he has the, the rap feature. Uh and he, yeah. and he does well. It's it's not a bad song. It's it's no. it's not as I, bad as it could have been. Yeah. 
it's not as bad as it could have been and i think it's i think it's just mad fucking fun like and and we've we've liked henry we know what kind of ridiculous fucking character henry is so this is right up his alley just to kind of be an like it's entertainment right and you you get the entertainment vibe from it we've we've talked about that difference right when there's the try hard kind of thing right and it happens in in american music and other cultural music like where you can have fun with it because it's entertainment versus them trying to like make you really believe that they are this thing right like henry is all about entertainment and having this entertainment value right and this is almost like a character in this song and it's just like (sighs) just a a thing so you can kind of really just get into it because of that yeah um i'm hoping that this gives them an avenue to just get the hell out of that whole uh attachment to super junior thing because i i will i will (laughs) because uh I don't know. It, it, he doesn't need Super Junior, and I'd like <laughs> to forget Super Junior exists. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes. Like, because Henry is kind of starting to have this kind of rising star quality to him, right? Like, he's he's starting to just kind of have the spotlight shine on him a little bit more and more and more. Yeah. Um. On the positive, yeah. Speaking of that, I don't see any any mention of uh, Super Junior in the video description, so. Got that going for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not good bad. Uh, but yeah, moving on. So to... yeah, moving on to something that I was super super fucking confused about, um, <laughs> as were other people, right? Uh, which is a G Dragon song called "Untitled 2014," uh, and I was yeah. like, because I did the thing where I stopped using my YouTube channel, like my, my YouTube account to listen to K-pop songs. And I just started using an unlogged in account to listen to things. Cause then it just would cycle through everything. Right. Because then it was only looking for K-pop and it didn't have the weirdness that my YouTube channel has where it's like also trying to figure out things over all these years that I've cluttered up my shit. Um, you know, which was just an idea to help me like find shit easier to have an account that's literally, which I think I'm going to do. I'm going to make an account now for for YouTube that is literally only when I listen to K-pop on YouTube so that the the aggregate and the search just looks for K-pop. Yeah. But so this is a, a G-Dragon kind of like R&B track, like just a really smooth, jazzy fucking song um, that the boy is doing. Uh, and it's called Untitled 2014, so it confused the fuck out of me because I thought it was old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, something should, somebody should tell G Dragon that titling a song Untitled is 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 not impressive or deep. <laughs> uh, just give it a title. Just like, just give it a title. yeah, stop it. You're not. But it's also it's also this song about you know him kind of having you know because his a a lot of people are saying this is kind of like gonna be his goodbye to fans because it's gonna next year is gonna come up for his i think next year's his turn to enter the army yeah this is Uh, next year top well top top he's gonna have to do his over again uh nonsense but uh yeah, G Dragon is next year and uh, probably a few of the other guys after that. Yeah. Uh, so uh people think he's gonna kind of put out some kind of more soulful shit, which is kind of being one of the first things. Um just as a you know, way to leave people with a with a something. Yeah. I would say it's a it's an interesting song. It's a very kind of like uh introspective song. I will say I did notice that he seems to be uh, have a very hard time keeping his head uh, held up. Seems to mm-hmm. be constantly falling back or forward. Um, I blame his uh, his comical chin implant that he that he put in that making him look like fucking the moon that uh, the like the fucking uh, McDonald's moon or what was it from the commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the 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 album came out on a USB, <laughs> which was which was interesting. It came in a USB uh, covered in red paint that came off on your hands. That apparently was supposed <laughs> to be like placenta blood, like signified like a birth. 
and it had like the the some kind of like date on it. Um, also, that USB that you ordered and got in the mail and paid like I think like fifty bucks or I don't know how much uh, didn't have the songs on it. Had a link to a website that you had to download the songs on. You're doing too much, boy. I love you. It's like I, I, we it, we love you. We love you to death. And and you're doing too much. You're getting too artistic right now. All right, yeah. you're turning into Prince and shit. Stop. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. <laughs> stop. Stop. You ain't Prince. Uh, I mean, I didn't like, even want to take that shit for Prince. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean? I got to go out in the woods and fucking find the CD. Stop, dude. Just give me the fucking. I mean, the CD. If, if if the songs were on the USB, I could overlook the the everything else. <laughs> the rest of the artsy bullshit. I can overlook all that other artsy bullshit. But if the actual songs actually came on the USB, it's not that hard. Like uh, people who aren't on like fucking world class uh, b- billion dollar labels, but. Uh, can do the USB thing and actually bother to include those songs. I have I have three of them by a certain artist by the name of Ali Spagnola. She, she had a great idea with her USB that comes in a it's a, a inserted into a shot glass for the Power Hour album. But you know what? The songs were on the actual USB. So you got to look Look, you got to be dedicated, all right? You got to be dedicated <laughs> to the motherfucking bit. He is dedicated to the motherfucking bit. And if you ain't God. dedicated to the fucking bit, it's fuck it's, out. Uh, so much bullshit. It's basically, let's it's, be real. It's YG wanting that, that physical album money, but without putting that physical album effort. Yeah. This is not I mean, like I, I a photo know. book or anything. It was literally just a USB. There was no photo book, no postcard, no... No physical album fun. Yeah. A USB with no album on it. Gotta give us the fun. That's what Korean music is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on. I'm sorry, yeah, I moving derailed, on. I derailed us. <laughs> but I had to rant about that. Well, moving, moving on. on to them boys. Uh, Speaking of we, uh, we, we got a. <laughs> we, we got them boys. So it's uh, the boys from BTS. Uh... Not known as Beyond their... the Scene, which is honestly <laughs> a name I actually like. I think it's cool. Uh, it, they had a weird explanation for it at, that I'm going to ignore, but Beyond the Scene, actually, I think it's cool. It's a cool, like, re background. But yeah, you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this is kind of a. Like, this is kind of like a different track for them. Yeah. Like,. A, from what they've recently been putting out, I would say it's a it's a different it's a remake. Uh, like I said, speaking of YG, it's a remake of the the well known kind of classic legendary track from Sateji and the Boys, uh, mm-hmm. "Come Back Home." Uh, kind of a reimagining remake. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a good song. That, that's all that matters. It's a good song. Yeah, no, I, I just, I, I love that it's like so much. Well, I mean, because you know, like you said, it's it's it's, it's a homage to the Satagi and the Boys, so it's so much more hip hop flavored. Like, but it just has this hard, just like appeal to it, you know. Like, but it just fits so well. Like, I mean, it's just it's like vocally just so well done. Like, I don't know, I just enjoyed the fuck out of it, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it has that feel and that vibe that from that the original had, but modernizes it a lot and brings a lot more skill and legitimacy to to especially the rapping. Uh and as as iconic and quintessential and as important as the original is, this one is better like in so many different ways. <laughs> Like in just just as a song, like mm-hmm. and, and which and it makes sense and because it, it that's not a crazy thing to say because things progress and things move forward and you can improve upon what was before. Uh, but yeah, this improved on so many things from the original, uh, which is really cool. 
Yeah. And I think the video is so fucking dope too. Like just like these people just, just being like at a down point in their lives and just like just keep going, you know, like or trying to keep going as hard Fight. as it is. Fighting yeah. and punching and, and bloody knuckles yeah. and and like and then the the mixture of just random shit <laughs> that you have to throw into a video. Yeah, interesting not not to have uh, BTS in the actual video. Interesting, uh, but I guess it's to kind of like let the music stand for itself, which is really cool, uh, especially for like the fact that it uh, involves remaking uh, a well-respected group and track. So it's like yeah. let the let the song speak for itself, which is really cool. Uh yeah, and it has such such good emotion to it and a rawness to it, which is great. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed the fuck out of it when I heard it. Like, it was just so unexpected. Like, I know people were talking about this track, and we we had talked about the, the, the like people talking about BTS remaking a Sataji track before. I think I don't, I don't know if we, it was while we were recording, but we talked about it, and then we were just like, man, I wonder what that's gonna be like, like. You know, because it could be really weird, but I, I think they did it really well. Like, I, I fucking, fucking, I don't know what it is, man. Fucking BTS, man. Yeah, like, they've, they've they've grown and evolved so well, and they're, they're a fantastic yeah. group, and they they deserve the the recognition uh, that they've been getting because they've been they've been evolving and getting so much uh, better. Uh, and, and earning their spot, which is really great. Uh, but yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to take over with some of the songs that I've got on my docket. Uh, I've got some girl power on my side. Uh, so, of course, everyone knows I love Mamamoo. Everyone that listens to the show or watches the show knows I love Mamamoo. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got my... I've got, uh, uh, I should just say it. I've got my uh, my Mumu uh, fan club goods uh, coming their way. I, I signed up. <laughs> I signed up uh, to be into the second uh, recruitment period for the for the fan club. So I'll be a, a card carrying Mumu. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited anytime Mama Wukapriz is a track. Uh, so they they released a couple of tracks, uh, but this is the main uh, track uh, called. Uh, yes, I am, or uh, Naromara, Naromarako Katumyong, uh, if I were to speak of, of myself. Uh, and it, it's a fun, energetic track. There's a lot to. There's a lot that's really great about this track. The, the, the their vocal styles, the, the, the energy, the, the instrumental it has a has a cool vibe to it and cool energy to it. Uh, they Mamamoo always has that great attitude and personality to their to their performance and their vocal performance and their uh, and it all works so well and they they look great and and the song is fun yeah. and like it's uh it's about them being self confident and like sassy and like cocky a little bit and having that swag that we know that they have and it's just so fantastic. No, I, I I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Like I, I don't follow Mamamoo probably as closely as you do, but like I really like their stuff. Like, and this is why I'm glad like that we get to cover the spectrum the way we do, right? Like, because I, I I cover all the boy groups and hip hop and shit like that, and you cover all the indie and girl groups. So like, we just have this nice like rounded out thing with how we do K-pop. So yeah, and like we don't, we don't miss shit. Uh, and I just, and, and it's more, more instances of me being unable to pick a favorite. I, I still can't pick a favorite because they, they're all so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, and, and the, uh, the, the mini album, which I'm going to end up probably ordering the physical copy of. To, oh yeah. Add, probably. You know, it's, and, and still, and they've been, and, and they're still consistent. It's still the same form factor. So it's going to fit exactly right next to all the other albums, exact same height. Exact same form factor, uh, purple. It's also really, it's also really good. They have some good songs. They have the the other track they're pro, pro, uh, promoting, Ajigag, which is a song about dad jokes, 
Like, it's just uh, Rajishi jokes, you know, old guy jokes, just puns and stuff. Uh, it's probably something that if you don't, uh, not speaking Korean will probably be limit your ability to quote unquote get it. But it, it, even if you don't get it, it's a, it's a fun and catchy song. And there's also a Moonbyo solo that is just fantastic. Moonbyo, she doesn't get to shine as a vocalist because her vocal style isn't the same and isn't necessarily one that like is like a a fireworks style and the showcases in the solo song uh love and hate in that she's more like a she's more like a female zion t and she's more like sultry and like it's more (laughs) like in that style but like more like female zion t more of a cool feel rather than like a you know, peppy, like, uh, vocal gymnastic style. And so you understand why she doesn't get to sing that much in the main group songs, but she she certainly deserves her chances to shine as a vocalist and not just as the token rap verse. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've mentioned before how, like, Mamamoo is so across the board, right? Like, and how they, you know... um have so much skill in their vocalization right yeah. um so it's just it's it's but you you kind of have to have your formula right like so but every so often you can kind of divert from that formula yeah. a, you know was, and there's nothing was, wrong with that it's a definitely worth checking out the album uh, the mini album uh especially for for that the moonbiel solo which is out there you can see you can probably find on youtube and stuff like that uh and I think she, there's like live performances and stuff of her doing it, uh, which is cool. So go check that out. Uh, moving on, uh, big time comeback. This is a big time comeback. Uh, the I put Mamamoo first just because they're my group, but this is the big time comeback. Uh, Boa, the queen, the the heir apparent to the SM uh, dynasty. Uh, Boa coming back with their track Camo. Uh, and it's kind of cool. It's really cool. Like it has a really cool feel to it. It has a really cool vibe to it. Uh, the performance is really cool. The choreography is fascinating. Um, the video is very, very well made and has a lot of cool, interesting, uh, visual elements to it. Uh, and Boa kind of has that. It, she has her signature no, vocal fucking- style. Boa is fucking classic. Like, like she's just such a fucking classic. Yeah, and so good in this song. I think it's so yeah. it's so well made. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's it's catchy. It, it's cool. Like the the can the the when the chorus hits, it it feels cool and feels has a cool style to it. I love watching kind of the the choreography works really well for it. Bo Bo is a legend, and like, and and she shows it in here, and it's it's just a fantastic comeback. We'd, this this year, uh, like we've got uh, Ihori uh, coming back with the track that I I, I didn't feature this week, but it, it's interesting. I might talk about it in the future. We have the Boa yeah. comeback. We had Um Jung Hwa, uh, who I'm I wasn't familiar with, but I did kind of like learn about and got to be familiarized with her uh, work and she's a legend as well. Uh, so this year has been kind of like, uh, and, with, and with other like, uh, like sex keys and a few other groups, uh, has been the, the legends coming back and, and reclaiming and trying to reclaim the crown or at least stand there, you know, stamp, uh, stand, uh, stamp their legacy. <laughs> the only thing left is a uh, Lee Jung Hyun, uh, uh, comeback. Yeah, maybe bring back maybe bring back the the pinky mic. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, just fantastic uh, track. Um, but yeah, the legends. Now, speaking of so, uh, speaking of kind of this style, uh, we talk about a legend. We now we like talk about somebody who kind of is probably gonna be probably gonna at least try to position herself as a successor to that legacy of being a 
multifaceted solo artist, you know, singer, dancer, uh, all that. Chung Ha, uh, she of formerly IOI, uh, somebody who uh, had caught my eye in IOI, uh, and somebody who's who's pr- who's a pretty talented singer, dancer, uh, can mm-hmm. do all those really well. It's, can actually chore- can choreograph. Uh, to the point where she was the primary choreogra- choreographer for the What a Man uh, comeback. Um, so she has a lot of tools in her her utility belt, as it were. Uh, and she finally has her solo debut proper with a Why Don't You Know. <coughs> and while it's not without its flaws... It's, I have to say, it's a pretty solid debut track. It's a pretty solid debut track. There's a lot to really like about it. Um, you could argue that the vocal style is a bit of a stretch for her, and you can kind of yeah. feel it. But I think overall, it's still a really cool, well made track that I think showcases her skills fairly well. And I think has promise, uh, especially for like the the performance and the choreography and and the fun of all that. And has a has a cool fun vibe and has that. It's it's another it's another uh, entry, and we've kind of figured out that. Uh, yeah, K-pop really likes Tropical House. I don't know if you noticed this, Kaz. <laughs> K-pop kind of has a, Korea kind of has a thing for K- Tropical Tropical House right now. Uh, this is definitely another interest in, entry into that list, but. It does it well. I don't know. What do you think? No, I I, I liked it. Um, yeah, I needed to listen to it a few more times, but like I definitely, I I could definitely agree. Like, man, yeah, K-pop loves the beach and that like that kind of beach music sound. <laughs> yeah. It is the specific those fucking house, those yeah. steel drums, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, which is which bodes well for a group like Karg. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the song is good, and I think it's well made, and I think I'm looking forward to Chung Ha's progression going forward. I think uh, she she can she has the ability to go up from here, and I think that should work out well for her. Um, but moving on, uh, Stella, Stellar, Stellar. Uh, a, group, a group that kind of had their their ups and downs uh not necessarily been the most mainstream popular group or very close to being mainstream popular but has been able to kind of be sustained by crowdfunding of all thing uh being able to kind of oh, like uh, do this thing on makestar uh makestar which is kind of like a uh a k-pop uh kickstarter you know, because started mm-hmm. for Korean pop groups or Korean music groups, uh, and and make starred this, I guess, in in a way you could say uh, instead of saying Kickstarter, make started it. Uh, this comeback, uh, and we kind of had a lot of like teasers coming into it about uh, you know how, what was going to be the theme with the style of it. Uh, they had added a member, oddly enough. Uh, so people were a little bit skeptical about that. You know, it's like when you start to like mess with like member lineups and things like that, uh, people get concerned and understandably so. Uh, and then they, they kind of got a few teasers. We got a little bit of word, uh, in the style of the song. Uh, and we finally got the song, uh, Archangels of the Sephiroth. Uh, <laughs> it was like, huh? Wait, what, 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 what's going on here? Uh, and then, like, what turns out to be a very compelling, interesting, out of left field, definitely not, you know, not mainstream uh, K-pop style song that I think works really well. Uh, yeah. And the, the song works really well. The performance works really well. And, and somebody on the Reddit comment pointed out, it was like, Oh, now we figured out why they added another member, so they can have odd numbers because they were going to be featuring their dance formations a lot more. So, and what I've learned, I didn't know this before. I've learned that uh, dance formations work better with odd numbers. Apparently, uh, 
which it makes sense because they have a center and then everything works symmetrically around that center uh, piece. Yeah. The more uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a dancer. I'm not a trained dancer, yeah. so I wasn't familiar with that, but I, I, can, yeah. I get it and it works and I like that, yeah. that, that as a reason. It makes sense. Uh, but overall, it's just a cool song. Like, I, it's very interesting and very out there, and it's definitely not something that I don't think it's it's something that is very middle. It's it's hard. It's it's out of left field. Like, it's totally out there. Uh, but it's well yeah. made. Uh, well, what did you think, Kaz? Um, it's odd, right? It it. It's K-pop, but it's definitely a little different, right? Um, But I liked it. I I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed, like, this sound that I've never really heard before, you know, kind of thing. Like, like it's hard to describe, right? Because it's it's not super-duper different, but it's just kind of super-duper off of what is the current meta like goddamn yeah. too much esports right now um <laughs> the current meta of, of the current of meta music. of k-pop um of k-pop music so uh <laughs> so like it's just i don't know i i enjoyed it though that's the only thing i can really think to say because yeah. like oh, i'm sense. gonna use too many esports sports terms yeah um yeah, the 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 carry. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I was starting to trying to think of some, but I don't know enough. Uh, it, don't do it. Don't hit, don't. hit confirm. Wait, that's yeah. fighting game. God, damn it! We just had that moment. Like I just found a song that. I... All right, keep just keep next going. week. <laughs> next week. Well, or yeah, or, next week or two weeks or three weeks from now. Who knows? <laughs> God damn it! Uh. It happens, uh, but yeah, this, this song is really cool, and, and I liked it, and, and it's very interesting, and they look great, and they, they perform well, and it's it's very captivating, uh, and I think it works really well. So, good luck to Stellar. Uh, it's it's hard out there. It's it's a, it's a struggle. The struggle is real in K-pop for girl groups. Uh, so I feel for you. Uh, but yeah, that being said. Uh, we're going to transition over to our headlines, talk about some topical topics uh, and some craziness. So join us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Headlines. We talk about some interesting things that are going on in the world of East Asian pop culture, topical topics, news and 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 happenings and goings on. Um, so let's start, let's get into the craziness. Uh, fan cuts off hair of another fan at Produce One Hundred One concert for getting in the way of view. Um, at the Produce One Hundred One season two concert, this is the the dudes. Uh, today, mm-hmm. a fan reportedly became upset that another fan in front of them had their hair in a bun that limited the visibility of the stage. So the fan did the only thing a rational human would do. Uh, pull out a pair of scissors they happen to have with them and cut off the other fan's hair. And you can see it right there. In Wait, itself, so that's amazing, crazy, but what I want to know is what happened afterwards with the scissors, the hair, and all that is just left there. <laughs> like... Like, that is just a very, like, aggressive situation, right? That is just, like, yeah, at that point, you're doing too much, and you need to calm the fuck down. And we've talked about how the the, the one crazy fan can ruin it for fucking everybody, and that's what this is a very... This is particularly that situation. One crazy fan ruins it for everyone else. So, like, just... You don't need to be that fucking crazy. Like, don't. chill the fuck out. Calm the fuck down. Let's just reel it back in. We're, we're all... We're all human. Just chill out. Ask yeah. them to step to the side. We're only human. Just to be like, yo, that bunny is cool and all, but yo, I can't see my favorite member. You're not like. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, just say, hey, can I, can I squeeze it in over here this way so I can see the stage? It's like, this, is, this is why I'm glad. Uh, this is why I'm glad they never invite boy groups to the K pop night out at South by Southwest. This is nonsense. Young people, young people are crazy and passionate and do crazy things. 
with a passion. Uh, how would, like, well, I mean, neither one of us have the hair to make a bun or would wear a man bun. But how how would you react if somebody just like would just like decide that, to that's like, just so they've already made the super aggressive move. They've come at you super aggressively. You ha- you can only meet that amount of aggression with aggression. <laughs> like there's nothing else to do. Like yeah, like it's like no. This goes back to like the yeah. the like the uh, fan sites uh, photographers that use other people as like tripods. It's like, it's like, yeah. I'm like, what, what are you, what is you doing? Like, like, like no, like, no, right. you just don't do these things. Like, yeah. it's just, there's certain things you don't do. And that is definitely one of them. You don't do that. Don't do that. Stop. Respect out. You got, got to have some etiquette out there in the pit. Like, yeah. you know, got to have like. We need, they need to have like like metal uh, metal fans going out there teaching people pit etiquette, <laughs> like like you know fucking yeah you know, have a dude nobody. have a giant dude with tattoos being like whoa 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 you that's too aggressive that's too aggressive <laughs> let's reel it in yeah you can throw a forearm you can you can you can throw a shin don't throw no elbows do not throw elbows no yeah. elbows. Shoulder, maybe a little shoulder shove. A little bit shoulder, yeah. A little you know, shoulder meat, shove. Meat on meat, which is okay. Yeah. A little meat on meat, mostly shoving. You know, no, right. no, that, no That'll fists. leave a bruise. That's not no going to leave no marks. That's not going to fucking break the skin. Like No fists, no elbows. Yeah. Or, and if somebody falls down, everybody stops and picks that person up. First rule. Uh, so now you learn yourself some pit etiquette. Uh, let's move on. Uh, to somebody yeah. else moving on to a to a, a not as silly thing, a little not more serious. Uh, FNC Entertainment confirms Choa is no longer a member of AOA. So this is something that had been going on for a little bit. Uh, because uh, she uh, uh, Choa had personally put up a post. Uh, yeah, which we, we we talked about. Um, I think we talked about a little bit like how her kind of being wanting to be away, like having to take a break. Yeah. Like she had originally taken a break, and then just mm-hmm. recently during our like little time away, she had posted up saying that she would at, literally see the asset to not no longer be a member of AOA and to kind of just you know because uh, just for home mental health as much as she loved being with the members and promoting with the group and she loves the fans. She needed it for her own mental health. So after much back and forth between Choa, the media, and FNC Entertainment, FNC had fi- has finally confirmed that sh- the singer will be leaving AOA. Uh, Choa announced her decision to leave AOA in a lengthy Instagram post about a week ago, uh, citing the severity of her mental illness and mental illness and insomnia as the reason she has been unable to promote with the group lately. Uh, despite her Instagram announcement, FNC followed up with a statement claiming that nothing had been yet been decided, mostly because they probably wanted to see what they can salvage, uh, decided in regards to her departure from AOA, saying that they were still in discussion with Choa regarding everything. Today, however, FNC confirmed that Choa is no longer a member of AOA. The company did not offer up an explanation, saying we cannot talk about internal matters. Both sides have a new position to relay. We will make an official statement. Uh, and there was been updates. They made an official statement. Uh, her, uh, hello, this is FNC Entertainment. This is our official statement in regards to Choa's departure of AOA uh, from AOA. With the utmost respect for Choa's opinion, it was ultimately decided that she will leave AOA. The members will continue to show everyone various sides of themselves through individual activities. We ask for your continued love and support. So nothing really. Uh, they had also said, reassured fans that they're not breaking up. Uh, they mm-hmm. also discussed the fact that uh, Yuna is going to take over uh, main vocal uh, position. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it's so do you think yeah. do you think they at this point just continue with the members they have or do you think it would be bad for them to add a new member? I think they should just continue with the members they have now. I, I, mm-hmm. I, it, it'd be weird I mean, I say this late into their career. It's all, they've debuted in 2012, so it's only mm-hmm. been like four or five years. Um, unless <coughs> the tough part is like a new member is going to get the Jason Newstead uh, treatment. A, a new member filling in 
to like fill out the numbers and fill out the formations mm-hmm. would make sense. But a new member to come in to take over, and even if they don't take over her spot, they're going to be perceived as taking over Choa's spot. Which, I mean, is a tough position to put that person in. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that being said, AOA is not going to be the same without Choa. Like, she was the main vocal, uh, and she was the the primary talent as far as vocals. Like, her and Jimin, Jimin had the unique vocals, and Choa had the, yeah. the skills that, that really kind of lifted. Uh, she carried. <laughs> Bringing in those, those terms. Uh, the other the other members, I mean, for, for what the music they do, they don't really need a lot, but it's still going to be hard to fill, to fill her shoes. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be weird for a while, right? Because like, we, we've dealt with these situations before where you kind of have a member leave a group for whatever reasons, and it's always odd, you know, for the first while. And then you kind of get used to it. But it's still one of those things that is just, I don't know, it just never feels right. Yeah. Um, that being said, the most important thing is that Choi is healthy and is able to kind of just be healthy mentally and physically because uh, stress and things like that. Stress can hurt, can affect you mentally and physically. And kind of being away from it all is probably going to be very healthy for her. Uh, so I, 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 in the end, that's that's all I could wish for her. Uh, that's all we could all wish for her is that she yeah, she's healthy. So um, so all the best to Choa. Uh, have have happy fun times. Fighting. Um. Oh, burps. Uh, all right, let's move on to, to, I think, I guess not actual departures because they'd already departed, but it's kind of tying a bow on some things. Uh, ex up members, Nada, Dain, Jinju have terminated their contracts with Mafia Records. Now, if you're wondering, yes, we did talk about this a while back, about the very thing, and yes, they left a while back. This is the finalization of them terminating their contract after the legal process, so... Uh, former What's Up members Nada, Dayan, and Jinju had previously filed to terminate their contracts over a lack of payment, and a recent court ruling allowed them to do so for a price. Uh, Mafia Records uh, quote Mafia Records stated the courts found Nada, Dayan, and Jinju could terminate their contracts with the agency upon paying a fee of fifty million won, which is about forty three grand uh, each, as uh, stated in their contracts. On June 30th, uh, Nada's legal representation revealed the three had already deposited the penalty fees, ending their ties with Mafia Records. So they all paid the mm-hmm. fee, uh, and somebody, somebody did. And now they're, <laughs> I the in the article, they paid their fee, or somebody did, uh, and now they're officially free. Uh, however, the courts nice. also ruled that they are, were entitled to get the records of their accounts from Mafia. Uh, the courts also found that Nada, Diane, and Jinju were entitled to a record of accounts from other agency as they claimed they had not received payment. Honestly, we don't we don't know if that really is going to affect things or what how that's going to matter. It's if if it's really going to show them, but at least they'll get to see and have access to everything. Be like, yeah. So uh, in the end, the, what's important is that it's all settled and they can move on uh, from uh, for, from their you know move on uh, to the next phase yeah. of their life. Yeah, and then that's like that's the thing you always want, right? You always want. In the end, for for it to work out kind of fairly for everyone, eh, you know, like the the industry wants their way, but you know, look, fuck you, bro. <laughs> uh, and I guess they kind of got their way. Um, I will say, uh, it, it's it's good to see. Uh, well, what we interesting was what is the next step for them? Like, uh, like Nada has promise and has a persona has talent uh it's just a matter of where does she land and who can she work with like i would love to see her end up like at an aomg if there's room for her uh mm-hmm. or maybe showcase again on like show me the money or something like that and maybe you know, try yeah. to get herself signed but you, you always worry when somebody somebody moves to 
to go against the grain of their company, how that affects their relationships or their ability to establish relationships with other companies. Uh, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, you always worry about that thing, but hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully things work out for, for them. Cause, uh, uh, they, I, I adore them. What's up has always been like a, a group that had, you know, had a piece of my heart. Uh, as I watch them grow, especially mm-hmm. from from the days of us scoffing at the twerk idol <laughs> concept, somebody saying there was going to be a twerk idol concept, to then falling in love with them and then watching them grow. And <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> like so they, I think they were kind of the quickest turn for us, right? Because we 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 kind of poo poo things pretty quickly here on on this show, and we were like twerking concept. I don't know. And like even in the teasers, we were just like sold. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were just like, nope, you got you got me. All right, I'm down. Like I love these girls; they seem amazing. Like and they are, they are fucking amazing. I'm just, it's sad that they're not going to be able to continue as a unit necessarily, right? Like maybe something in the future could happen where they could kind of reform, like almost like a, a you know, some other groups have done in the past. If they really, really, really do enjoy working together. Um, but it'll definitely be interesting just to kind of see where they get to go from here. Yeah. Uh, so, again, wish you all luck to all of you. Hating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last but not least. All right. So, uh, I, I, I'm probably going to keep bringing up cool things from Japan because, of course, like I said, we, we have loose, very loose, uh, about as, as loose as you can get, uh, plans <laughs> to go to Japan in the near future, uh, in the not too distant future. And I always wanted yeah. to bring up really cool things and interesting, uh, things that we could experience in Japan. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've never, so, so this is uh, something I, like an escape room style I want style you to thing. bring this up. Yeah, but for me, I need to do this particular thing in in two stages. But 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 yeah, let's 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 get down to it. Test your wits and courage together in Tokyo haunted house where you must solve puzzles to escape. Escape from an urban urban legend looks to perfect the intriguing combination of scare houses and escape games. On the surface, haunted yeah. houses and escape games are pretty similar. They both lock you into a high tension fantasy realm designed to excite you as much as possible. However, their fundamental difference in the emotion, is the emotions that each are to produce. Scare houses produce a thrill of fear, whereas escape games hope to provide the thrill of satisfaction that comes with unraveling a mystery. So, what if we were to merge the two into one form of entertainment? Get your chocolate and then my peanut butter and my peanut butter and your chocolate. Uh, there have been similar attempts in the past, but they tended to be haunted houses with puzzle elements or escape games with horror themes. Then along came the collaborative effort of Scarehouse impresario Hirofumi Gomi and escape game organizers Scrap. Uh, having worked together since previously in 2015 on an escape from the House of the Hidden Demon, they are now working again to fine-tune the truly hybrid haunted escape game genre. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. the thing about this is, right... I want to do this, but I want to do the what the American escape room style thing is first, yeah. right? So I can have this kind of weird compare and contrast um, because the American escape rooms tend to have themes, right? Some of them are yeah. scary. Some of them are more kind of um, than they are scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they they have had these concepts of of scary escape room, different style escape rooms. But I want to do the American style one and then do the Japanese style because I know they're going to be similar, but then they're going to be very different because they're culturally different. Um, so I just I just like I really 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 want to like feel it out and and just kind of see what it's like, you know? Yeah, uh, it'd be an interesting concept. Uh, like if we were. If only we had uh, gone to RTX because this weekend RTX are doing a, an achievement hunter escape room. <laughs> is, oh God! I don't know how that would be, but I, I, I'm intrigued nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, apparently, like so, it, it revolves uh, escape from an from an urban legend. It revolves around a town in which all the residents have gone missing, 
the center of the disappearance is an old house nicknamed the House of No Return. Uh, because anyone who enters as well, you probably have the idea. Uh, yeah, and you like you get into this House of No Return, and you have to like escape, uh, which is you know a bunch of riddles in game. So yeah, it would be very interesting. Uh, it'd be interesting to to try it out. Apparently, it's uh, if you want to check it out, the information is on Rocket News. We have the link to the page, but it's at uh. It's uh, in uh, Tokyo, the Sumir- Sumida Ward in Azumabashi. Uh, in all the, apparently four games on weekdays at 1 p.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m., and 7 p.m. Five games on weekdays and holidays. 11 p.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m., and 7 p.m. So basically, you can have one at 11 a.m. on the weekends. It's a 60-minute <laughs> time limit. And not bad. It's a 3,500 yen at advance, 3,700 at the door. So like 30 box 37 bucks yeah uh, that's not bad and you can do like group tickets for two to six people in advance for like eighteen thousand yen so you can do like mm-hmm. a big group like six people for 180 bucks it's just like yeah that's like roughly yeah what you'd expect so it's not bad so it's worth checking out especially if we bring some yeah. people or we meet some people and uh do it but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll first have to try it here and see how it contrasts and compares. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to that in the future. Japan, we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll have you updated on all of that. Uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of another episode of Hallyujuku. It's good to be back in the saddle. Uh, get, hopefully get, get ourselves back in the rhythm of things. Uh, Kaz. What up, babe? What do you got going on? not a fucking thing bro i just <laughs> depression and sadness uh no um a lot of pubg what i have going on you know, is a lot of video game playing uh, uh a podcast here called uh, sports odds and ends that i do with the, the great jvz where we talk about sports um we're going to be talking about all kind of things like a basketball team signing a 40 year old player uh can't miss that and of course um the DKG Walt podcast, Drunk Kids Gaming podcasts, uh, all those on iTunes. Find them, Wait, listen so to them, enjoy them. Uh, it seems you're signing for you. So, so do we finally resign Udonis Hasm? Or nope. Oh, nope. oh you're in the right era. You're in the right era. Wrong player. Oh, oh some other forty something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm, I'm like uh, that's the only one I care about. Uh, hashtag culture. Uh, but yeah, Drew Drew was yelling me about about uh, the Heat signing Kelly Olynyk. Apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> we signed Kelly Olynyk. I'm like, okay. If, I, if I'm like, I told him in Riley, I trust. If Pat Riley says it's okay, then it's okay. Let's fuck it. Like, I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, sportsoddsandeds.com. Uh, I might. I might. Who knows? One of these days, I might crash that podcast and just yell about the heat for for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> just show up. Like, we we got to do that one day. Do some guest spots. Uh, but yeah, uh, go check that out. He's at King Kaz. I'm at PD Rave. Uh, the show is Halijuku. You can also go to kpoppodcast.com. It's a really easy to website uh, to share with people uh, because it's easy to remember. Uh, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube and Twitch and other places. Um, well, didn't they tell you? Don't you know? Yeah, do the thing. Find us where you find podcasts. Uh, subscribe, like, share, do all the things, all the calls to action. Uh, until next time, hasta los huevos.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>